0: ChrisCast is recorded live in front of no audience. Yay! Hello again, everyone, and welcome to ChrisCast. I'm your host, Chris. Joining me through the Spotify for Podcasters app is Paul. Say hello, Paul.
1: Join me through the, uh, now, we're through so many apps right now, it's not even funny. Let's see, we're using Facebook Messenger for video. We're using Instagram to bring the Spotify through, through the messenger system there. And we're using we're using three different apps right now to bring this to you. So hey, this is if, very, very creative.
0: But remember, we kept trying to connect through Twitter and it would die every time. I, no, it's through X. It's Twitter. And it's hemorrhaging users daily.
1: Speaking of t- uh, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Did you see the Did you see the latest news of uh, Elon Musk? It depends on which one you're talking about, X or Twitter, whatever you prefer to call it. It's now only worth half of what he paid for it.
0: Well, last I saw, it was worth like eleven point some billion, and he paid forty four billion. That's less. Yeah. Than-
1: well, I was reading an article today on on Twitter X, what you want to call it. I guess he's gained some of those shares back, but it's worth half of what he paid for it now. Well, so you
0: know, he had eliminated the headlines from the news articles. Oh, yeah. And quickly, that got reinstated. Yeah. Because people calling him out on it, he's, he's all about free speech, but he doesn't want to allow people to have free speech. Nope. So, Anyway, enough about that loser. The more money he loses, the happier I become. I, I told Paul, I eliminated several articles this week because we, we, we'll just admit, we were going to, as Paul said on the last one, we're going to be recording the next show the day before Halloween. Well, then Paul, as usual, screwed that up, so we couldn't do it. Now, Paul got busy on that day and we could not record the night before Halloween, I couldn't record Halloween night because I really have so much to do to get ready for work the next day that I can't sit and record. So here it is the Friday after Halloween. We're finally doing the Halloween show and, you know, we we're going to have fun. We're going to be up and peppy, but we eliminated some articles. Some of the things that I eliminated were the winter menus for Dunkin' Donuts Starbucks and Krispy Kreme. I also eliminated the article that was Hostess releasing their winter products. And maybe next week we'll talk about it, but I eliminated the article of the rejected monster cereals that the list that came out this week. So if we, depending on how much we have next week, I might talk about that one next week, but got a lot to talk about. And we're going to be getting into the Thanksgiving fe- feasts here in a minute. But first, I've got an article or two that does not relate to Thanksgiving and still food, which is, it turns out it's only one article, but it's from prnewswire.com. Keto's enters new category with debut of Keto's pretzels. Mm. This to me is a much better idea. I don't like cheese puffs. They, they The little pieces stick all in my teeth, and they're just not fun to eat. But I might be able to eat the Cheetos pretzels, and they come in two flavors, Flamin' Hot, which I will never be
1: trying, and Cheddar. What do you think? So it's, it's basically going to be pretzels with the Cheetos zest on there, right? Pretty much. I don't know if,
0: if they're going to be, like... Puffy like the the cheese puffs, but hopefully they're just regular pretzels, which they look a little puffy, but you know, could be
1: it's probably like, those fat pretzels. Those fat pets. those fat pretzel bites, you know.
0: Well it looks like they're flat on the bottom because it says pretzel side and cheesy side, and it looks like the cheesy side is flat. So I'll try It Mine's might be, just come out like baked, where the, the dam yeah. rises, so they'll be a little bit puffy still. I'd, I'd definitely try them. Have you ever tried the
1: Cheetos mac and cheese? Cheetos what? Mac and cheese. Yes, and I didn't like it. I liked it. But... It didn't, to me, the pasta didn't cook correctly. It was mushy. And I followed it to the T, what it should be. But my pasta was mushy, and I didn't like that. I don't like my pasta mushy. Uh, so I dumped the whole pot. Nah, uh, and I I'm, know uh, I know how to make me some Kraft macaroni and cheese. I don't know how to make that. But this did not end up like that.
0: What I need to learn is how to make a really good oven-baked macaroni and cheese with that good cheesy crust top.
1: Um, go to my favorite recipe website to go to is called all recipes and you, all you got to do is type in easy baked macaroni and cheese recipe and it'll bring up maybe like five or six ingredients and it's go, it's going to come out the way you want it. And that's how I get my recipes is on allrecipes.com. Cause you know, when I eat out, I like to eat at Ableys cause they have that crusty, they have that crusty cheese. cheese.
0: Macaroni and cheese, if you can get to the bar in time, I
1: will stab somebody. <laughs>
0: the last couple of times I've gone, it was almost like at least half gone. So all I had was the, the leftover, but I, I love the cheesy crust part. That's yeah. the best part of it. But moving on to Thanksgiving feasts. This is from foodandwine.com. The giorno's new Thanksgiving pizza has all the fixings. Oh, that sounds interesting. Let's see. It says, who who knows whether DiGiorno considered that survey when they planned their new limited edition release? We're not sure what they were thinking, period. But this year you can combine turkey, all the sides and a frozen pizza in one. The just announced DiGiorno Thanksgiving pizza takes a Detroit style crust and piles it high with turkey, rich gravy, diced sweet potatoes, green beans, cranberries two kinds of cheese and a crispy onion topping
1: ooh that sounds good I don't know about that I'm not big on sweet well I
0: really just like sweet potatoes I'm not eating onions <clears throat> never been big on cranberries and of course gravy and turkey takes me
1: out altogether because it's meat. <clears throat> Well, there's a restaurant in Hickory that serves, it's called the Thanksgiving. It's a sandwich. They serve it year round. (coughs) And that's my go-to sandwich when I go to that place. It is very good. They serve it with uh, turkey, gravy. I like the way that looks. That looks good. They serve it with turkey, gravy, a little bit of gravy drizzled. It has um, a slice of the cranberry sauce on it, and um, I believe that's it. They just didn't put the they don't put the uh, potatoes or the green beans on there, but it's very delicious.
0: I didn't. I'm reading on in this article. Paul was talking about the way the the Thanksgiving pizza looked. By the way, when he made that comment, but. Um, I'm reading on it says this isn't DiGiorno's first eyebrow raising pizza of the year, and I'd not heard of this one before. It says in March, the Ohio based company released an all onion topped cry pie to correspond with the annual March Madness basketball tournament. Okay, you sound you talk about something that sounds disgusting, an all onion pizza? No, no way.
1: Was it the crunchy onions? Or onion rings? It doesn't specify. It just says the all onion topped. That's the only way I would eat it, if it had those it's, crunchy onions. This green, red, and yellow onion pizza would give you something to cry about because all it says. Green, red, and yellow. Oh, that's the color of the onions. OK. Yeah. Uh, And
0: in September, DiGiorno decided to try a pizza topped with pure, unadulterated rage bait. The dark month was filled with weekly drops of a cursed pie featuring pickles on one half
1: and pineapple chunks on the other. And we talked about that. one. We did. Now, okay, I want to get back to that pizza with the onion. I think I would try a slice because I love onions. I think I would try a slice because it's got to have some kind of garlic and some good cheeses on there. I would try a slice of it.
0: Nope. not at all. On since you mentioned garlic, have you been to the to the Olive Garden lately?
1: I went uh, probably about four weeks ago.
0: How were so the, the breadsticks when you
1: went? Um, I I don't eat the breadsticks anymore. Because if I eat a breadstick the way my system is, I won't be able to eat no food because the bread swells inside that little stomach I have, and I won't be able to eat the food. So I haven't ate one of their breadsticks, and I can't tell you when. Well, I ate some tonight,
0: and it was like when they were sprinkling the garlic salt on them, the top came off and the whole bottle poured out. I mean, well, they
1: Covered. Did you tell them that it was too much for you, and they brought uh, you the second
0: more? time? I was like, "Can can we get some that don't have so much of the seasoning on it?" And they still came out covered. I I used huh. the napkin, they were wrapped in, and wiped it off, and then I took my fingers and scraped more off on the floor. It was re- floor. You savage. Hey, if you're gonna give me that much garlic salt on my breadsticks. Be prepared. I do the same thing with fast food restaurants when they put too much salt on the fries.
1: I honestly, the last time I've been down in that one in Hickory, that place needs to be bulldozed and rebuilt because it's disgusting. I don't think they've replaced the carpet since they've opened up that place. It's so busy. It's so busy, and that restaurant just gets trashed. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's been cleaned multiple times, but still, I mean but
0: how are you going to
1: every time you go to olive garden in hickory there's always i don't care if it's lunchtime 15 to 20 minute wait or longer
0: how are you going to be able to shut
1: down long enough to get the carpet replaced in that whole building that's the question well the funny thing you should say that is that chick-fil-a there across from the hickory across the evil place why are we talking about the evil place well let me finish that chick-fil-a there wasn't has was redone not too long ago what several years ago well they shut it down for three days for a complete remodel and they got it done inside that restaurant for a complete remodel in three days you got the right crew it can happen so they can do it too.
0: Was that when they put in the extra drive-through lane
1: no the extra drive-through lane's been there forever but um I'm talking about on the inside of the restaurant.
0: Because we went by there tonight, and of course it was packed.
1: Uh, I've been through the drive-thru there whenever the company buys us lunches a lot. So I had to go pick it up. And they'll give me the company credit card, and I'll go buy it for the showroom. And I've never seen the most fine-tuned greased machine of a drive-thru ever before. You remember how far how we'd get busy and it'd just be backed up forever? This one here, you can be backed around the building, and within five minutes, you're around the corner ordering, and then next thing you know, we're around the corner getting you paying for it. Then you're out of there in five minutes. I don't care how many cars is in that parking lot. You're out of there in five minutes. It's it's ridiculous how how they've got it down to a T. Uh, I don't care. They're serving the food and paint. I ain't going I was just telling you uh, that I am disappointed for you going there so often. I didn't pay for it. Plenty of other places.
0: It. Plenty of I'm other places. The,
1: I'm not the one that says, "Hey, we need go, you know, go ch- pick up Chick fil A for us." I'm paying for it. Uh, they don't get my money. They don't get not one dollar of my money.
0: Anyway, back to, back to happier news and the Thanksgiving. It's about to get really disgusting, let me tell you. Uh, so, here we go. This is from CampbellSoupCompany.com. Campbell's reveals America's favorite side dishes with 2023 State of the Sides re- Report. Um, let me drop down here. It is the Philip Ashley Limited Edition Holiday Sides Truffle Collection. Truffle? Yep. And I'm not talking mushrooms. Here's, here's the list of items. Green bean casserole. A Campbell's icon and top side dish per the state of the sides. This truffle brings out the umami flavors of the dish by featuring Campbell's cream of mushroom condensed soup, green beans and onions, infused sea salt in a dark chocolate fudge bonbon.
1: That would be a hard no for me.
0: Next up, jalapeno cheddar mac and cheese. A top side dish that can grow in popularity around the holidays. This truffle features Campbell's cheddar cheese soup, triple cream brie, and jalapeno infused white chocolate ganache in a blonde chocolate bonbon. Yeah, just yeah. so terrible. Oh, there's, there's more. Baked corn casserole. One of a few holiday side dish options that Americans would eat year-round, this truffle is composed of cornbread, sweet corn, and Campbell's cream of chicken soup in a white chocolate bonbon. Hot honey mashed sweet potatoes. Now, this one, as far as flavors, they might mesh well together. I still ain't doing it. The perfect balance of sweet and spicy, this truffle is composed of sweet potatoes, thyme, local Memphis hot honey, Campbell's cream of mushroom soup, and milk in a chocolate bonbon. Everything Bagel Mashed Potatoes. A trendy twist on the nation's favorite side dish, this truffle features a Campbell's cheddar cheese soup caramel coated in a dark chocolate bonbon with Everything Bagel Seasoning. So where does the mashed potatoes come in? Like literally, it says features a Campbell's cheddar cheese soup caramel coated in a dark chocolate bonbon with everything bagel
1: seasoning. Where are you supposed to get these bonbons?
0: I'm not sure. I've got one
1: more to read yet. Apple,
0: fennel, and herb stuffing. A combination of rich flavor, this... Truffle contains roasted apples, fennel, and Campbell's cream of celery soup, red pudding, in a blonde chocolate bonbon. Beginning November 7th, the Holiday Sides collection will be available to purchase for $35 each, while supplies last on philipashleychocolates.com. So for $35, so- you get six... To- disgusting sounding truffles
1: i would try one but i'm not paying 30 some dollars for six truffles that i think i'm gonna barf on does it show pictures of them
0: the the packaging is nice and all but they're small like they're maybe your so size chocolate. so this
1: is a chocolatier making them right yes. as i would understand in
0: partnership with Campbells. wow and it does not show them unwrapped it just shows them in the wrap in the wrapper and inside the open i
1: would like to see them like dissected like cut open and the and the center showing i would like to see that yeah i I just i don't want to don't want to have any of them
0: and especially not for 35 dollars Next up is from Parade.com. Baskin-Robbins flavor of the month combines all your favorite Thanksgiving sides. In honor of Thanksgiving, the ice cream Giant combination of Turkey Day flavors into one helping of creamy dessert available starting November 1st, but it's up to you to tell us if the sweet and savory combination is a holiday hit. The new offering aptly titled Turkey Day Fixins Mixes sweet potato and autumn spice ice creams with a swirl of ocean spray cranberry sauce and chunks of honey cornbread, basically eliminating the need for your normal myriad of sides. Oh no! Um, again, that is a negative for me. Yeah, I mean they've they've got it pictured with the the sides that inspire the ice creams that are in it then it's just uh,
1: no nah, i don't i don't they're i don't know so that's that's a no for me
0: i've never been big on cornbread for one thing and i don't care for cranberries uh, but did you have any thanksgiving items that you've seen coming
1: Oh, that's the TV. Let me turn that down. I thought it's the actual phone ringing here at the house. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't have anything to add to it. We were talking about today at work, you know, what your Thanksgiving traditions are and what have you. So, my Thanksgiving tradition has changed big time since, you know, basically. He, The only thing I have, only family I have left is my dad and just a few cousins. So it's uh, it's definitely changed, but anyway, we
0: don't we don't do much. Like, may go to his parents' house or my brother's house, and because our house is just not ready for visitors right now.
1: I will go to, uh, well, you know, Dwayne. I'll go to his house, and usually we have some kind of Thanksgiving dinner there for lunch. We get there about ten thirty, and it's about four of us there, and we spend the whole lunch time and afternoon binge binge eating till about two or three o'clock. <laughs>
0: uh, there's there's one more food related item which I don't know. I have to read the article because I didn't have time to read it earlier, but it it sounded odd, so I had to pull it up. This is from foodbev.com. Doritos unveils world's first silent snack for gamers. Silent snack? It says, together, Doritos and Sips and Bites have created what they say is the first ever silent chip. Doritos Silent. The new concept is powered by Quote crunch cancellation technology where the sound of someone's voice is separated in real time from the noise of the crisp crunch. This is for gamers, by the way. The AI oh. works to stop the crunch audio from being sent down the microphone, meaning gamers can snack without it distracting them from their game. Doritos collect developers smooth technology to create the world's first AI augmented chip. Under development for six months, the process involved the technical uh, analysis of more than 5,000 different Doritos crunch sounds to create a database. From these recordings, Doritos crunch cancellation technology utilizes AI learning audio driver technology to provide gamers with an uninterrupted playing experience. This just sounds like a bad
1: idea. It sounds like to me they're... They're creating technology for the gamers to use, like a app or something that they can use that will cancel out the crunching of their of their chips.
0: This is a sound, a the sound. The software bad. can be downloaded for free on Doritos' webpage and works exclusively with PCs. Once activated, the brand says that the software will eliminate all traces of Doritos crunching.
1: Hey, I think um, that's pretty cool.
0: I'm. I'm confused. Is it the audio part that uses the AI to separate it, or is there something in the chips that you're no, in it's
1: the, it's the technology. Will he, the technology will hear the crunch of the chip, but won't allow it to pass through to the microphone. That's what I was thinking. The, it's,
0: the way yeah. i was
1: reading there, it was it was kind of sounding like when you eat the chip, you're
0: eating the technology on it.
1: And I'm like that's... Yeah, I good. could I could see that, but no, it's 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 the technology canceling out the sounds. Kind of like can't sound canceling, um like whenever um I can on these app iP- iP- on these pot on these Apple earpods that I got, I can turn on a function that says that you won't hear none of the background noise, it just hears my voice.
0: So oh, and see the other thing that confused me is they actually have a bag. Or the Doritos silent. Like, if it's just the the technology in the speakers
1: and the microphones, why do you need a specific chip? Maybe it's a less crunchy chip. See, I don't know. It's
0: it's all confusing. I'd really have to research more into it, but
1: Uh, They're already advertising Black Friday deals.
0: Oh, of course they are. They've already
1: released the Black Friday ads. I'm not really. I'm not ready for this. Me working at TJ Maxx. I'm just not ready.
0: Uh, That's the good thing about not working retail anymore. I don't have to worry about it. Okay, so now that's it for my food. I've got a new species they discovered. Of course, it's a prehistoric species that has been extinct. But this is from USA Today. New shark species discovered in Mammoth Cave National Park fossils, researchers say. Is it alive? No, it's fossils. Um, On October 11th, which is National Fossil Day, scientists found a new species of petalodent shark, a type of shark with petal-shaped teeth. This discovery was made in the STE, I guess, the Genevieve Formation Rock Layer at... Mammoth Cave National Park about 85 miles south of Louisville. The new shark species, Strigolotus tolosone, was discovered from spoon-like teeth found in a cave's wall and ceiling. And it actually looks like a manta ray, kind of. It's got flappy fins on the side the, they've got an artist rendering of it.
1: That's kind of odd looking. It does look a manta ray. So,
0: anyways, I, I found that kind of interesting that there was another, another species we didn't know about that they have discovered.
1: It wouldn't surprise me if they found a megalodon shark alive somewhere.
0: Well, as long as they don't make another movie because that first one was terrible, I wouldn't even watch the second.
1: I watched The Meg 2 this past week too. Well, not this past week. Probably in the past two weeks.
0: One but of my friends had it on at his house. That wasn't the only prehistoric creature this week. This is from poppsy.com popular science website. This Jurassic era quote, sea murderer was among the first of its kind. Lorainosaurus stalked the seas that cover present-day Europe and were the ecological equivalents of today's killer whales, which are orcas, they're hunters, they're not killers. I hate that people call them killers. It says, with its 19 feet long torpedo-shaped body and long teeth, the newly described Lorainosaurus was a fearsome mega-predator. Fossilized remains of a 170 million year old marine reptile is the oldest known pliosaur and dates back to the Jurassic era. The discovery is described in a study published October 16th in the Journal Scientific Reports. And you were talking about the Meg and it kind of looks like some of the creatures from the Meg.
1: It's got two sets of fins on the
0: sides and
1: wait. Oh, that looks like it could eat some shit up big time.
0: Well, it said it was nineteen feet
1: long, so. But
0: that's the thing. They keep finding more stuff, and when I saw something, I can't remember what it was talking about, but it was some kind of conspiracy that they. And I was like, they, they want to. Oh, it was the. Forbes on Facebook had posted a story that was this the what was it the that that movie over the summer about the the trafficking of people and such that all the religious oh, freaks God. were all about. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that thing? It just came out on let me. Let me go to Voodoo, because I know it's on there. And of course, Voodoo is going to take forever to load. But anyways, they, they were talking about how it was the conspiracy to that it was keeping it off of the the sound of freedom. That's what it was. the The, the conspiracy was they were preventing it from being able to stream which was proven false because it's going to stream on Prime at the end of December. And I was like, these people are such nut jobs that they will believe any conspiracy and only believe conspiracies. And when you hand them the facts on a platter, they refuse to accept it. This is how how out of touch these people are.
1: I see it on TikTok, I see it on Twitter about all these people taking all these right wing nut jobs, evangelical nut jobs on and they just believe the most outlandish shit that they're spoon fed by certain news organizations. And which the owner admitted under oath that his reporters lied.
0: Yep. Oh and that that was another thing. Somebody I pointed that out to somebody on, on Twitter on Facebook the other day. And they told me, well, I use the New York Post because it's valid valid reporters. And I laughed at him. I said, New York Post owned by News Corp, which is Rupert Murdoch's company. I was like, it's the same company.
1: They're so stupid. They are they're, they're so stupid they don't even know that they're so stupid.
0: When I said that, not another reply was made.
1: <laughs> God, they're so stupid.
0: But where I was going with the conspiracy thing was you keep finding these fossils of these animals that no longer exist. And it's it's showing that science knows what it's talking about. They can put these things together and figure it out. And they're willing to believe these because they can see it. But science is also applied to climate change. People who are smart and educated and trained are studying the effects of climate change. They are figuring these things out. But because people can't physically see it, they refuse to believe it. They'll rather believe the lie that's easier.
1: Oh, let me tell you what happened. So I went to Charleston this month. And I don't, when's the last... You ever been to Charleston, Chris? Never. Well, the whole downtown area is protected by a raised seawall. It's called the battery and some of your most expensive homes are located out on the battery facing the battery out on the water and that faces out from the ashley cooper river i mean the ashley river and the cooper river and which empties out into the atlantic ocean beyond uh, fort sumter the reason why i'm telling you this is global warming is real charleston is preparing for this they're actually Adding on to the seawall, upfitting it and making it taller. They started at South Battery and they're going around to North Battery, around East Bay. Or they're doing the whole battery. They're raising it up about like four or five feet. Getting ready. So they brought the construction around to the main part where the park is. White, it's called White Point Gardens and that's where the main battery park is for downtown. And would you believe I heard someone going, well, look at there, they are doing construction on the battery and another guy chimed in, you know, one of the locals goes, yeah, they're getting it ready for, um, you know, global warming and the, the oceans the, the sea is rising. And which there's some evidence of that already there in downtown Charleston. During the evening twice when I was walking the battery, the waves were splashing from the river up on the side of the battery and coming up on top and over it, not during a storm, just during regular time now. And I've been going to Charleston now for over 25 years. And that's one of the very first time, one of the very few times I've seen it do that. The only other time is during a storm. This is during a non-storm. So the locals said, Oh yeah, they're raising the battery up because of, um, Getting, you know, global warming, the seas are rising, this is not, they're trying to protect Charleston ahead of this. That dickhead, oh, excuse me, that guy goes, oh, global warming ain't real. Uh, I don't know who told them that, but blah, blah, blah. It's a waste of money spending millions of dollars raising a seawall that really don't need it. Uh, yeah. But Charleston's putting it in and raising the seawall trying to protect her city and a tourist said oh I the uh, uh, it ain't changing it's it's done this for years
0: well like i said they they refuse to believe the truth cuz it's easier and to and there them. it is
1: right in front of them the upfitting of the seawall and raising it they're so fucking dumb
0: I, I did want to touch on this real quick because it's probably going to happen. This is from NBC News. Supreme Court to review Trump-era ban on gun bump stocks. That was the one good thing that I can say Trump did in presidency was he banned the sale of bump stocks, which helps prevent mass shootings. You know they want to overturn it.
1: Oh, you know they are And then plus on top of that latest uh, mass killing of 16 uh, people up in uh, Massachusetts. 18.
0: It was 18. 18,
1: excuse me. And then I forget how many people were injured. I mean, really? Really? Guns ain't the problem. It's the people. Um, I'm sorry, but whenever Bill Clinton put into order the the ban of... um, Assault weapons, the deaths went down big time.
0: If guns aren't the problem and people are the problem, how come we have had over 500, nearing 600 mass shootings this year alone? Where are the mass stabbings? Where are the massive people being run over with a car? Because you know, that's what they always say. Well, cars are still legal. You can kill somebody with a car by running over them, blah, blah, blah. You can stab somebody to death. Yeah, The crazy landlord just stabbed a six-year-old and his mother killed the six-year-old because they were Muslim. So yeah, I'm not denying that knives can kill. But that's one mass knifing this year that I know of. That's just pure sick. How many schools have to be shot up? It's like we talked about it the other week. The The preacher's son of a local church, two-year-old kid, had a bullet go through him. I don't know if it, like, grazed the side or what, but he had to be airlifted to the hospital because he was shot in the car in the church parking lot that his dad preaches at.
1: Yes, people are wrong, but if
0: if they had not had that gun, that would not have happened
1: yeah it's if, okay, you're to think the this is what gets me the point that should have broke the straw for Republicans backs when this certain mass shooting happened was the one oh Chris, help me. it's the one years ago that happened and killed all the little kids like it was like four you know the five and six year olds. The
0: the the one in Texas.
1: No, the one in Connecticut was up north. That was Newtown,
0: um, Sandy Hook. Newtown,
1: Connecticut, them. Sandy Hook. If that was not change their damn minds to change gun laws, nothing will.
0: No, and, but they're so pro-life.
1: What gets me on TikTok? There's this guy goes around to all the all the Trump meetings and all the people out there, and he goes you Know God's pro life, blah blah blah, and it's like, didn't God order a flood to kill everyone on earth? If you want to see their mouth shut up, didn't God tell the bear to go eat the 42 children because they didn't listen to their parents or something like that? And they're like, uh, and this one guy just he just put his son down and walked away after the guy told him that, didn't didn't god send the angel to kill everyone that didn't have the you know blood across their door
0: is they want to
1: hate that's all it is
0: that's why this like, former guy was then, success he hated the right people
1: there go well if he if he was so pro-life he wouldn't kill everyone in the world right one of them called it and said, Oh by the way, you know the guy on the zoo boat? Yeah, the zoo boat that had all them kid he had all the animals on there and then he killed everyone else on earth, you know, that one. I guess God is pro life. <laughs> everyone shut up when he started telling them that. That's like, yeah, pro life.
0: Well it doesn't isn't it according to the Bible that King still walks the earth? Yeah. Okay, so how did King survive the flood forty days and forty
1: nights? Because he was smite. I mean, whatever you call. Him. You, and you, he was doomed he was damned to walk the the face of the earth for the rest of for eternity.
0: Which means because he could apparently
1: So therefore, how did he survive a flood? I would say he's probably on the
0: ark. No, Somehow. Noah's family was the only one supposed to be on the ark. It, the rest of it was two, two of each species.
1: Not unless he knows how to swim.
0: Can't, can't walk the earth if you're swimming.
1: True. So,
0: and it's, it's like I point out to people: if you take the Bible as literal and everything in it is certifiable, you have to believe it. Then. Tell me, how would you react if someone came to you and said a bush that's on fire told them this?
1: Or whenever you're not supposed to eat shrimp or any kind of bottom dwelling fish, or you'll be put to death. Yeah. No no so.
0: polycotton blends.
1: No blends. Yeah. No blending
0: fabric. But anyways, we'll move on to entertainment. And first up is a a horrible blow once again from the CW network. Superman and Lois, we already knew it was going to be shortened to a 10-episode season. We knew that most of the cast was going to be dropped down to recurring status instead of major cast members. Well, now we know it is the final 10 episodes of the series. They
1: will get a What's up with the CW killing everything? What's up with that? It was owned by
0: Warner Brothers and Viacom, which owns Paramount. They sold it up. Would you quit making noise? See, you can get all that stuff open during the breaks and such. No, you have to make all this noise. And while I'm in the middle of explaining something. But anyways, the CW was owned by It was Columbia was the C and W was the Warner brothers because Columbia is Paramount and Viacom and all that. And that's where the CW came from. And they decided they didn't want to network anymore because it wasn't extremely profitable. It was, if you recall, the CW was the merging of UPN and WB networks.
1: Yeah, the WB. That's
0: right. Yeah, so, so the first five seasons of Smallville were on the WB. The last five episodes, or five seasons of Smallville were on the CW. And the CW, when it started, what show premiered? Ran for fifteen years. X Files. No. X Files didn't run for fifteen years.
1: Supernatural. Uh... Oh, Supernatural. That's what I was getting ready to say Supernatural. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah Supernatural right. was on the debut
1: season of the
0: CW. Well, they've had major success on the channel. There's no denying that the whole Arrowverse was huge. However, they the, the management changes throughout WB caused a lot of problems like throughout the company. Like all around everything was changing. DC Comics had suffering you know, we lost the DC Universe app with the video on it. They went to just the comics on there. I mean, all kinds of changes were made. None really seemed to be for the better. Well, they decided they didn't want to continue this partnership. And they the two companies sold off the CW to NextStar, And NextStar said they wanted to an appeal to a more adult crowd. So what are they going to put on there? Reality program?
1: No. Yeah. So The last thing we need is another fucking reality show. I'm so tired of them. Well,
0: that's all you're going to have for a little while because actor Strike has not been resolved. They're supposedly reaching an agreement, but they're not there yet from what I've seen.
1: I thought so, they reached an agreement, the, I, the writers.
0: I hadn't seen any report on an agreement. Let me look it up real quick.
1: I could have swore the writers' received
0: reached an agreement now. The Hollywood Reporter, SAG-AFTRA says it's waiting on studio re- responses to latest proposals amid negotiations at 38
1: p.m. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. So.
0: Yeah, they have not
1: reached an agreement.
0: So... We're still without actors to be in shows and movies, so everything's going to keep getting delayed and pushed back and spread out further. So we got a long ways to go, and we're going to have crap like the Golden Bachelor, and it's not working because I don't know if you saw, and there was one point of interest in the show for me, but that Loteria Loca, or however you say it, the game show that CBS did.
1: I haven't watched any of that. So. And neither did anybody else, because after three episodes, it was canceled. The Golden uh, Bachelor?
0: No, the, the Lo- Loteria Loca.
1: I saw where there's advertising something, like a Mexican game show or something.
0: Yeah, it's, it was on CBS, and the, what I was time. saying was the one thing appealing to me for it was it had Sheila E. on it. And you can't help but love some Sheila E. She was fantastic. Sheila
1: E. is gorgeous and and she is ageless. That woman yes. is fine.
0: And that woman can lay a drum like nobody's business.
1: And sing at the same freaking time.
0: Yep. She don't need the glamorous life. Um,
1: if you wanna talk about entertainment, About that screenshot I sent of you about your girl?
0: Uh, The one where she hit the the Guinness record?
1: Yes, well, the one that she overtook as being the number one, the highest selling female artist of all time again.
0: Yeah, I'll pull up an article real quick. I think she, uh,
1: I believe it was Mariah Carey, wasn't it? And she ever done Mariah Carey? Uh...
0: Madonna extends reign as highest grossing female touring artist Madonna is continuing to set records 40 years into her career and her latest one remains unmatched taking to press the Guinness World Record shared that Madonna is extending her reign as the highest grossing female touring artist of all time suck it Taylor Madonna is also Taylor. the highest grossing female touring artist, having made a box office gross of $1,389,746,022 from her tours
1: as of July 2022. Yeah, but you know that t- by the end of Taylor's tour, she's going to end up making right at $5 billion, so she'll overtake that. And that's on one tour. Well, according to this, Madonna's certified. Well, no, go Taylor's to note... tour is tours far from over. It's going to extend all through
0: next year. They go on to note that she is fifth overall, only behind such acts as the Rolling Stones, U2, Elton John, and Bruce Springsteen. They do note that yeah. her latest will continue to increase her numbers in the future.
1: Yeah, so by the time Taylor's tour is over with, she'll probably be in front of the Rolling Stones just from one fucking tour. Uh, not the way this is reading. Well, I'm just saying, that's just today. I'm just saying next year, we'll see what it says. So, we'll see. Here's, here's but, the but the thing from... is, have you looked at her?
0: Everything's back to normal, somewhat. The,
1: the reason why she took that extra six months off is not because she was injured. She corrected some of that face shit that she'd done to her face, and she looks a whole no, lot better now. I told you, I think there's
0: whatever procedure she does changes her, and then like it starts to droop again and get back to normal. Because remember, there she would have pictures where she was fine. And then there would be pictures and she was not. And then there weren't again.
1: Chris, I read the article where she's going to do that. She wanted to look more normal for her face. And it
0: wasn't, and she was injured. She almost died. Like, they found her unresponsive.
1: Well, anyways, she took six months off to help fix her face, too.
0: But here is the she article like from dot
1: GuinnessWorldRecords.com
0: Queen of pop Madonna seems to be unreachable when it comes to music sales. Singer who is currently touring the world in her celebration tour, has renewed her record-breaking status as the biggest-selling female recording artist. Madonna65 said during an interview on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon last year that she has sold over 400 million records, albums, singles, and digital during her career. While precise sales figures are difficult to obtain, it's widely acknowledged that only the Beatles, Elvis Presley, and Michael Jackson have sold more records worldwide, making Madonna the best female, best-selling female singer. Even more impressively, she's held this record since 2009, with no one else coming close to beating her. Yeah,
1: that's the one I sent you as the article of her it's, it's world continuing record here. sales.
0: Yeah. Rihanna, Mariah Carey, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce make up the rest of the top five. Madonna is also the highest-grossing female touring artist, having made a box office gross, which I just read. Her Sticky and Sweet tour in 2008 and 2009 was the highest-grossing music tour by a female artist after it made $411 million. Madonna has been having a great time on her latest tour, posting thank-you messages to the cities she's performed in.
1: Hey, there's still tickets available in Atlanta for a hundred and ten dollars.
0: Uh, I would love to go back, but I can't afford it, and I really don't care to go to Atlanta.
1: Well, I'm what I'm saying is, if you want to go, I can get us some tickets, and I'll drive down. We'll visit that We'll go down and do the show, and I'll turn around and drive back. Yeah, we'll remember. To Remember, I have worked all day at my day job from 9 to 6. I got up at 7 o'clock that morning, went into work, got up work at 6 o'clock, met my friend Julie. Then I drove 15 hours straight to get to Salem, Massachusetts. I've done that twice now. We It's,
0: we, nothing, we for me to
1: get, it's nothing for me to hop behind a wheel and go somewhere. You know that. Um, Because you know I love me my Madonna, and you know I went and flew to New York City just to see her in concert. Oh, I know, but this is so much closer.
0: And I still thank Madonna so much for that trip to New York City, because we flew to New York on the American Eagle, and there was no—it was still in 2001 in August. Her show was on a Tuesday— Five weeks exactly after that show was the attack on the Twin Towers. I was that close. Yeah. And because of Madonna, I got there and was safe and sound. So. And by the way. Until you start talking as bad about Michael Jackson and his plastic surgery, you need to stop talking about Madonna and her plastic no, surgery.
1: No, I'm saying she reversed a lot of it. She looks normal now. But I saw on TikTok Live to Tell she's performing it. Do you know what happened during Live to Tell? What? She brings tears. Everyone's crying during the whole performance. She's showing pictures and videos of AIDS people that had passed away with AIDS. And has passed away, um, not only but AIDS, but but it's all gay people from being beat to death, and all the, And at the very end is a picture of Matthew Shepard. I knew Freddie Mercury song. was on the on the picture, and I yeah, I, Freddie Mercury's in there. And then at the very end, if I'm not mistaken, I think Matthew Shepard's at the very
0: end. And I, I know I tagged you in the video of the the homage to the Virgin Tour. Where they have the shadow dancing on the screen, to with
1: Michael Jackson Blake and, and Billy Jean and Billy Jean. Like I love Virgin. that. It's like a Virgin and Billy Jean. Yeah, and see she did that. I, on the Virgin tour. I love that. I love seeing that. That's been tagged on me several times now on TikTok showing me that. So, but, but you did know that that was a Virgin tour performance, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, she she did that during the Virgin Tour. Oh, did she? Yes. And in the background showing Michael Jackson and her together? No,
0: it was... I I don't think they had the screens like that. Because all I remember is a stage. She didn't have the elaborate... You got to remember, Virgin Tour was her very first major
1: outing. Oh, Okay. So, see this one showing these giant Megatron screens and that's showing her and Michael together and stuff. Because remember that, that the
0: One Ambition Tour, which was one of the biggest partakings of an artist in concert history. The the way it was set up, like the the elaborate stage, the cities that she was performing in, the number of dates she was performing, it was like she was heralded for having been able to pull that off, and that was her third tour. And yeah, that was a hugely elaborate one. set compared to what we see
1: today. Yeah, I've watched a Blonde Ambition tour several times and I love it. It's one of my favorites. With or without the ponytail, which was your preference? Who? With or without the ponytail. I would say the ponytail. See, I, I kind of thought the ponytail made her look like Jean Kasem a little bit, Casey Kasem's wife. See, I liked her when she performed um, one of my favorite songs that she that she sings, and I love it. Is "Express Yourself"? Oh my God, that's my go to song. But, I love that song and you know, Vogue.
0: One one thing I would like to have changed about her celebration tour is if she was going to do the the performance. It'll, Instead of to the how about do it to the song in this life? From the erotic album. Do you remember that song? I remember. I mean, it's a very sad song, but it's such a pretty song. It would fit that
1: perfectly. I think that she's doing this, the hits. She's, you know, that wasn't so much a big hit as like Live to Tail was, but, but, anyways. Okay, what Um, are we talking about next?
0: Well, still, I gotta say, this one is. It interested me. I'm hoping it's gonna interest other people. And it's it's something different instead of just reruns. But this is from Variety Dungeons and Dragons free 24 hour streaming set streaming channel set to launch this summer. Exclusive, which this this is wrong because it's did I pull up the wrong article? Uh-oh. Um, well it's supposed to release next week, like November eighth for the So apparently it was delayed, but this is just the article that I pulled up. But it still has the same information. It's Hasbro's Entertainment One is rolling the D&D dice, betting that Dungeons & Dragons fans will flop to a new free ad-supported streaming television fast channel dedicated to the fantasy franchise it's prepping for a summer launch. So, you know, I guess it was supposed to be in time for the release of the film this summer. And they didn't get it out. But yeah. it. I saw it's going to release on Freeview TV will be one of the platforms. And there was one other. I can't remember what the other one was at launch. But it's, it says it's the channel will feature a slate of original celebrity-focused unscripted series, including Encounter Party, Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill, and Heroes Feast as well as catalog content, including the 1980s Dungeons & Dragons animated series, and that's the kicker for me right there. I used to watch that show. I loved it, and I've wanted to see it again. Now it's going to be on a live streaming channel that I can watch it. That's cool. In addition, the Fast channel is set to feature third-party content from top internet creators and influencers with a focus on live gameplay, which that won't interest me much, but Let me see if I can find the... So here it is from comicbook.com because I know that they will... This actually has a lot of information. We'll launch its slate of original programming on November 13th. The channel will feature three original shows, the Heroes Feast cooking show, and the Encounter Party and Faster Purple Worm Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill actual play series. One of the three series will air twice a week at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. Heroes Feast will air on Monday and Wednesday. Encounter Party will air on Tuesdays and Fridays. And Faster Purple Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill will air on Thursdays and Saturdays. Trailers for all three series can be viewed below. And Here it is. The Dungeons & Dragons Adventures will also feature legacy content such as the 1980s Dungeons & Dragons TV show with a quote preview week launching on November 8th featuring the legacy shows. And where does it say? Here it is. Dungeons & Dragons Adventures will initially launch on Amazon Freebie and Plex. You you can get on But like I said, I know nothing about Faster Purple Worm Kill Kill. I know nothing about Encounter Party, and I know nothing I know about Heroes about... But Yeah, I
1: don't know anything about that. It's it's nice because you
0: have a huge following for D&D, and this gives them original content that they might be interested in in a free ad-supported television channel. It's. I'm all for this. i Really, this is what I want DC Comics to do. Like I was I was thinking about it the other day in live action TV shows alone. Now granted, I'm counting just the Warner Brothers produced. I'm not counting like Swamp Thing and Batman in the list. But in in Warner Brothers produced DC Comics TV series, they have over sixteen hundred hours of live-action television. Wow. Just in their shows. So, Smallville over 200. Flash and Arrow were both nearing 200. Supergirl over 100. Legends of Tomorrow over 100. Gotham had 100. Uh, Lois and Clark had 88. Wonder Woman had technically 61 because she had two 90-minute episodes, 60 episodes total. I mean, there's there's a lot of content that DC has done on TV. And Marvel, I don't think they're anywhere close to half of that. Yeah. Because Marvel just hasn't been... Like, the MCU offerings are very... They're nowhere close. And then you have the Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man that they did, Blade the TV series, which was done actually through New Line Cinema owned by Warner Brothers. So... But anyways, it's and hopefully when Warner Brothers television app finally launches, maybe we'll get a DC live stream channel on there. Because I can't imagine them not doing it. Like those things like if they were gonna do because they are doing like if you go to Tubi or to Roku channel, the Warner Brothers fast channels are on there. They have family entertainment. They have, cook. I think they have a cooking one. They have reality. They have movies. They don't have like a Scooby-Doo channel, which to me seems like a, a perfect channel to do as well because you've got a huge crowd there. Hanna-Barbera channel of all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons that have been done. Like Warner Brothers has a huge library. I don't even think they have a sitcoms channel. Warner Brothers has a ton of stuff.
1: Yeah will work.
0: Like they would really hurt Pluto TV if they really tried. But anyways, I'm just I'm hoping. So and it was supposed to be launched by the end of the year and the of course but next up is from Deadline. Hulu has plans to bring back a new installment of prison break however it's not going to be the same
1: cast i didn't watch it the first time
0: oh prison break's a really good show the only issue with prison break is how many times can he break out of prison or break somebody out of prison because that's what it was like five seasons and a movie of him breaking out of prison, him breaking somebody out of prison, him breaking into prison to break somebody out of prison. I mean, it's... It, it was... You really had to suspend disbelief for it, but
1: they were yeah. good stories.
0: But this time it says it is written and executive produced by Mayans MC, co-creator, executive producer, and showrunner Elgin James under his Sierra Drive banner in his first project following the conclusion of the hit FX series. Details are being kept under wraps, but it is not expected to involve the characters who were at the center of the original series and its follow-ups on Fox. So, if they're going to do it, they need to do it with the new cast, and every time, keep doing it with the new cast. Another one that's been announced is from, this is from the Hollywood Reporter, Samaritan 2 is in the works, and Sylvester Stallone has signed on to be in it. He will be reprising his role. Amazon has also announced early development on Poltergeist, the TV series.
1: Oh, great.
0: And it could be good. Now, Poltergeist Legacy, was I tried watching an episode of it. I haven't gotten through that one. I wasn't real thrilled with it. I think I bought the first season real cheap and have it somewhere around here, but I think it was a Showtime series, but this one's going to be for the Amazon and who knows what they'll end up doing with it. But, I mean, it's early development, so it may not even happen, but they are working on it. Another one they're working on, this is from Variety. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series in development at Amazon MGM Studios sets Vina Sud as showrunner. Did you watch The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? I did, and I liked it. I loved it. I've still not watched the second one they did, even though it was completely different people doing it. But, And I've never watched the originals, because it's The Girl Who Kicked the, the Hornet's Nest, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and I can't remember what the other one was in the trilogy, but it's the same one that it was the second one here, and I can't ever remember the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, they can have more success with it than what the the movies have had. Because the girl with the dragon tattoo was really good. I just like I said, I haven't gotten around to watching the second one. And then finally, I've it, I love Goldie Hawn, but this was so ridiculous. I just wanted to talk about it because it's it's fun. This is from USA Today quote: "They touched my face." encounter with aliens while on Apple podcast. And it says during the episode, Han recalled gazing up at the sky and wishing to be visited by extraterrestrials. A few months later, she said her wish came true when two or three beings with triangular heads appeared before her and even quote touched my face. Han said on the podcast. And it gives a little bit more detail here. This is her quote. I saw all these stars and all I could think of was, how far does this go? How little are we? Are we the only planet in the whole wide universe that has life on it? Han recalled. Then I said, I know you're out there. I know we're not alone and I would like to meet you one day. Months later, while sleeping in a fellow dancer's car in West Covina, Han said she was awoken by a high-pitched sound. It was this high, high frequency, Han said and I looked out the window, and I saw these two or three triangular-shaped heads. (laughs) The beings who Han described as silver, with a slash for a mouth and a tiny little nose, were engaged in an animated conversation and even pointed in Han's direction. Pointing at me in the car as if they were discussing me, Han said, like I was a subject and they were droning on, I could not move, I was paralyzed. Afterward, Han dismissed this memory as no more than a dream. Han said alien touch felt like the finger of God. It wasn't until years later that Han became aware of others who reported having experiences similar to her own, which made her rethink what she went through. Han said she eventually talked with an astrophysicist at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign who was researching alien encounters. Conversation unlocked memories of Han's encounters, some of which she she said she had never recalled before quote, suddenly I remembered something. They touched my face and it felt like the finger of God, Han said. It was the most benevolent, loving feeling. This was powerful. It was filled with light. So,
1: I I don't See, know. You've went into more detail than I would have done. I would have just been like, Goldie Han said she got touched by an alien and we're just going to let her leave it at that. So, no.
0: I, just, I wanted to give her everything because I love Goldie Han and I've I've talked many times how I love the movie Deceived. I think it's a great film. If you've never seen it, if you get the chance, I highly recommend it, but it was just, it was a fun story, and while I was reading it, I was like, was this It's obviously early in her career? Was it during the days of her psychedelic use? Did that have anything to do with this? You know, it was just you kind of wonder. Yeah, but anyways, I needed I needed something up before we go down. So, here we go. Those that we've lost in the past couple weeks. Again, I, I did not include everybody. I tried to get the, the highlights. First up from People.com, Cedric Beastie Jones, Emancipation Actor and Boxer, dead at 46. The, actor's and ath- the actor and athlete's death was confirmed by his boxing gym on Sunday. This was October 26th. It is with a heavy heart that we announce the passing of Beastie Boxing Gym founder Cedric Beastie Jones. His company said in a statement published on Instagram, um, "Does not. I'm not seeing a cause of death listed, but 46 is very young to be passing." Yeah. So it does say that Jones is survived by his wife, Barbie Jones, and their children, Brooklyn, Braxton, and Bryston. A GoFundMe was established to support his family. The cause of death has not been publicly shared. And from one boxing thing to another, is from NPR.org, Burt Young, the Oscar-nominated actor who played Polly in the Rocky films, dies at 83. Young died October 8th in Los Angeles. His daughter Anna Maria Steingeiser told the New York Times on Wednesday, no cause was given. He was 83. Young had roles in acclaimed films and television shows, including Chinatown, Once Upon a Time in America, and The Sopranos. Now I never watched The Sopranos, I never watched Chinatown, but Once Upon a Time in America was a really
1: good movie. It's
0: very long. I like, want I- to watch the Sup-
1: I want to watch The Sopranos.
0: I think the Once Upon a Time in America is over four hours long, if I'm not mistaken. It's a long film, but it's very good. It has been a long time since I've watched it. But I would definitely recommend it. And like I said, it's it is a marathon watch, but it's worth it. Next up is from Us magazine. And I told Paul before we went on, I'm not gonna dwell too much on his death because I found this story much more uplifting. But, of course, Matthew Perry from Friends and, and more died at the age of 54, found drowned in his bathtub or in his hot tub. Um, and I do know, I don't know if you ever saw it or were a fan even of the series Growing Pains, he was in an episode on there where he was Carol's boyfriend who was drinking and driving, and he had driven her home, left there, and on his way home had a wreck and ended up in the hospital. She had gone to see him at the hospital, came home, and Mike came in the room all somber and told her that he didn't make it, and she threw a fit. Well, I just saw him. He's he's good. You're lying. Why are you lying? And so it was a real somber moment, real sad on the show, but that was the Matthew Perry that I remember because I was not a fan of Friends, But, but this... I did want to talk about is again from usmagazine.com. Matthew Perry Foundation launches after actors' death to help those struggling with addiction. So in the wake of his tragedy, we can help others, which is always a good thing. Like take the bad and make it good. It says Matthew Perry's legacy will live on through the Matthew Perry Foundation, a new organization, and is already accepting donations. As of Friday, November 3rd, the Foundation is officially up and running. Quote, in the spirit of Matthew Perry's enduring commitment to helping others struggling with the disease of addiction, we embark on a journey to honor his legacy by establishing the Matthew Perry Foundation, guided by his own words and experiences, and driven by his passion for making a difference in as many lives as possible, a statement from the Charity Reads. So. It's all we can do, but they're really doing that with this. Yeah. And then these next two were a lot harder for me. I, I was fans of both of them through various things. First up from Deadline.com, Richard Roundtree dies. Shaft star was 81. And I can't remember all the things that he was in. I want to say that he was in the movie Seven. And, of course, all the Shaft films, the the remake that they did with Samuel L. Jackson. Um, yeah, here it says... 1984 movie City Heat opposite Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds, as well as Seven, George of the Jungle, Body of Influence, Amityville, A New Generation, and What Men Want. He was last seen last year in the Paul White's comedy Moving On. On TV, he was in roles on such as Generations, 413 Hope Street, Alias, Diary of a Single Mom, Buddies, Desperate Housewives, Soul Food, Being Mary Jane, and Family Reunion. So, most people know him for Shaft, but you probably know him for a lot more than Shaft and maybe not realize it. And finally, who didn't love Bull on Night Court? This is from The Hollywood Reporter, Richard Mole. Bull, the bailiff on night court dies at 80. How old was he? 80. Wow. And, you know, did you ever watch But I'm a Cheerleader? No. Oh, you have got to watch that at some point. That was the movie that made me love Natasha Lyonne. She is given an intervention by her family because... They find out that she's a lesbian. This was made in the nineties, and it, when it came out, it received a lot of criticism for the depiction of the the treatment camp, but it's since been praised, and it does show the problems with the the camps. And so they, Mink Stole played her mother. Mink Stole was a major star in John Waters films, and Richard Mole was one of the ex camp goers that had been liberated and was now trying to liberate the ones there in the conversion camp. And I mean it's it's such a funny movie, such a good film, and it's a completely different role for him than Bull was. And you know, his size, it was hard for him to be put into too many things and believable. But he was also the voice in um, the Batman: Animated Series of Harvey Dent, Two Face. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, he's tons of stuff, and of course, now the the cast of Night Court, the main stars, we've got two left: John Marquette and Marshall Warfield, the only two of the major stars of Night Court left. I'm not sure if Billy from the first season has passed or not, but I know Marky Post has passed. Uh, Charles Robinson and Harry Anderson have all passed as well. And of course, Selma, the first bailiff, and was it Florence, the second one? They both passed familiar. during series. This is. This one's a fun one for me. The, in 1979, Mull was cast as a gangster in the two-part Happy Days episode, Fonzie's Funeral, and that led to appearances on two other Gary Marshall created shows, The Vernon and Shirley and Morkin and Mindy. He was on such TV shows as The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo, VJ and the Bear, Buck Rogers in the Twenty Fifth Century, TJ Hooker, Alice, and The Dukes of Hazard before landing Night Court. himself in a two-part episode of the Facts of Life. I do remember that one because they had the the party at his beach house while he was away and she was house-sitting. Showed up on Highlander, Babylon 5, Married with Children and Anger Management and in the films The Flintstones, But I'm a Cheerleader and Scary Movie 2. So, lots of great entertainment from one tremendous actor that we all loved. Because how could you... And that brings us to the end of the first
1: half. Mm. I know, Paul, did, you said you did not get the Craft Legacy watched, right? I watched the Craft, and I watched um, The Nun 2.
0: And I'm going to talk about, the. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Craft Legacy while we talk about the Craft, and I'll be talking about the the new series on Netflix called Bodies. It is from DC Vertigo Comics, so you know I had to watch it. Anyways, we we will be back with those reviews. Stay tuned.
1: Lord, honey, we got to get short-winded on some of this stuff. Get me in. I'm not going to be able to go too terribly deep into because you give too much away. What are all these... Fucking people texting me for. I'm doing this damn show.
0: Welcome back. First up, let's go through the top ten films of the weekend. The weekend dated October 27th through the 29th, as according to BoxOfficeMojo.com. Down from seven to ten was The Creator, just over a million dollars in its fifth weekend, for 38.9 million so far. Down from six to nine is Saw X, one of the best reviewed films in the franchise, by the way. One and a quarter million in its fifth weekend for $50,375,980 total. Opening in the eighth place is freelance, two million eighty-six thousand in its first weekend. The 30th anniversary re-release of the Nightmare Before Christmas dropped from five to seven. With just over two million in its second weekend for eight million in its two runs, or its two weekends run, down from four to six is Paw Patrol: The Mighty Movie, two million three hundred thirty-two thousand on the fifth weekend for a total of over fifty-nine million dollars so far. Down from three to five, The Exorcist Believer, three and a quarter million in its fourth weekend for over fifty-nine and a half million dollars total so far. Debuting at number four is After Death, just over $5 million in its first weekend. Down from two to three is Killers of the Flower Moon, $9.3 million in its second weekend for almost $41 million total. Down from one to two, Taylor Swift, The Era's Tour. Its third weekend saw it bring in $15.4 million for a grand total of $150 million so far. And debuting at number one was a surprise. $80 million, $1,720 to be exact. Five nights at Freddy's. The reason it's a surprise is you can watch it on Peacock.
1: Uh, okay, I'm curious about the world take for Taylor Swift. What's the world?
0: I don't know if it's released worldwide. Let's see. International is. is only 25.9% of the gross
1: $53,294,750. So. I do plan on watching that Five Nights at Freddy's. Not a wide release worldwide, obviously. Yeah.
0: But with that, we'll start. I'll talk about bodies real quick, because there's I can't go a whole lot of detail into this. First up, the ratings, IMDB has 17,000 ratings, 7.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes with 23 views. The tomato meter has 83%. Over 250 ratings, the audience score is at 79%. Basically, this is based on the DC Vertigo comment. And it is four different time settings the, the times and the years were different in the comics than they are in the in the show i do know that but i don't i've never read the comics, so i can't go too much into the, the comparison of the comic but i it was like 2015 on in the comic where it was 2023 in the show but it was 1890 1941 2023 and 2053, if I'm not mistaken, those were the four years they dealt with on this series. And in the exact same alley, in the exact same position, killed in the exact same way, is a man naked with a bullet to the eye. The bullet's not there. They don't know who he is can't place him, can't figure him out. And this, they, they don't know in the different four years that they're all the same thing until after the initial one, the others start researching more and figuring it out. But it takes till the fourth of the eight episodes to it, really start tying together the four different years. And you really have to sit and watch the episodes. Like You cannot really miss a lot because they they jump from year to year and it tells you on the screen, this is the year and the time, so pay attention to it. I really enjoyed this series. I really highly recommend it. I thought the story was great. The acting was really good. There's a lot of surprises throughout the series. When you see how some of the things connect, you're really shocked by it. And just lots of different things that they did with it, but it's, I mean, it's it's so good. I really want to be able to read the comics to see how it compares, but I really enjoyed this. It was the top show on Netflix, so I wasn't the only one watching it, and the, the ratings speak for themselves. People are enjoying it, so if you get the chance, definitely check out Bodies on Netflix. Next up is the one that Paul was able to watch, The Craft. And like I said, we'll combine The Craft and The Craft Legacy because there's not a lot to tell. Clearly, we know The Craft was the better review to the two. The, the Craft Common Sense Media said three out of five IMDb with over 105,000 votes, 6.4 out of 10 Rotten Tomatoes. The Tomato Meter has 60 reviews, 57%. The over 250,000 audience score is 65%. The Craft Legacy, Common Sense Media, oh no, that's, yeah, Common Sense Media has three out of five, the the IMDb with 16,000 has 4.5 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter with 113 reviews gives it 48%, audience rating at 250 plus reviews, 25%. And we're going to talk about it. I think those reviews on Craft Legacy are unfair,
1: but we'll get oh, to Where can you watch Craft Legacy at?
0: Um, I don't know if it's streaming on anything. I'll look it up. Why don't you go ahead and start talking about the Craft while I look up where you can see the Craft Legacy.
1: Well, what I found out, so what I liked about the... Well, as I was watching the Craft, um, I found some similarities between that and Charmed. They used in the Craft... Which one came out first, Chris? Charmed or the Craft? The Craft. The Craft came out first, and then Charmed after that. Craft
0: was nineteen ninety six. Charmed, I'll look up real quick, but I know from memory that it was nineteen ninety eight.
1: So, there's close together there.
0: Yeah, but it's basically because of the Craft. I'm going to tell you. Yeah,
1: I was (laughs) really surprised at the similarities between the two. Um, the song that they used in the craft, they used that song in Charmed.
0: Well, Charmed um, used the song for their theme song that was used in the craft.
1: That's what I'm saying is they used the song from the craft for Charmed, um, and then some of the, um, and then you know there was uh, a bunch of color from Scream is in it, and Skeeter, um,
0: Nev can
1: yeah, two of them from *Scream* is in it, and, and it was just...
0: before *Scream* because they weren't the leads.
1: Yeah, they weren't, and it, it was just so wild seeing them. And um, it's a story about these three girls in high school and um, walking around, you know, the hallways, thinking that you know, you know, everybody was whispering that they're witches and they're evil, and they ended up making friends with this kind of like an outcast type girl, um, but she can make stuff happen with her mind. And it was just like really cool to, they basically took her underneath her wings and showed her the way of the craft. And then, you know, they were taking an evil turn and she didn't like that because she would walk walked more of the light path than the dark path. And um, it, it basically those three girls against her. And um, if you haven't watched it by now, that like me, uh, I have never seen it. But at the very end, I love how um, the girl um, that walked the life path basically handed all their asses to them. And that was just super cool. And I love the way it ended. And they ended up, the other girls ended up blue. Did, did the one girl die? Dude. Because at the very end, it only showed the two girls at the drive at the driveway.
0: You'll you'll find out eventually in the craft legacy.
1: oh okay. Say, okay. So at the very end, you know, the two girls said, "Oh, we lost our powers." Did you? And all of a sudden, that girl just starts making the clouds appear and all this other craft swirl around her. And I guess that answered your question, bitch. Uh, I I really like it. I want to watch it again because there's a lot of details to it. Um, You got to pay attention to it. And I did pay attention to it, but I still think there are some things that I did not pick up on that I really want to, I'm going to really watch it again. So I I want to
0: emphasize what I was saying a minute ago, where you will find out in the Craft Legacy what happened to the, I can't remember her name. I know it was Farouza Balk, was the the actress. But yeah, you, you don't know what happens at the end of the first one. Actually, you do. Yeah, because she's she's in the room at the end, if I'm not
1: mistaken. But I can't, I can't they, remember. I just remember the two girls is in the driveway, and
0: I was thinking oh, she was in
1: the she was she's in the kind of like of a hospital room or something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, and and they they, I'm not telling you if she's alive if she's dead, but the craft legacy. Like I said, I think it was unfairly rated because I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done, and it connects without being direct connection to it, so they they give details from the original movie as they're reviewing things and figuring out things, because like like they do in all these, they research what happened, and, and the so the um but the they they research and tell you what happened to her. I'm not gonna tell you if she appears, if she doesn't appear, if she's alive, if she's dead. I'll let y'all figure that out as you go along. The craft legacy actually, the the girls, I didn't recognize one of them, but two names that you very definitely will recognize, especially from listening to this podcast. One was Nicholas Yeltsin, the the prince from Red, White, and Royal Blue. And the other one is David Duchovny.
1: David Duchovny's in this one?
0: In the Craft Legacy.
1: That's wild. Oh, by the way, I was showing you that I can talk to you with my screen off. It's black. So now I can research stuff while I'm talking to you. I did not realize I could do that.
0: Uh, my video may kick out on us because I'm down to 20% on the tablet. So just and we'll still be talking, but we may not be able to see each other if it goes out. But That's yeah, the I I enjoyed the Craft Legacy. I was I was kind of going into it expecting to not like it. So that might have been why I'm more favorable for it than these other people were. But I thought they connected it to the original really well without being a direct sequel. Like you do not have to watch the original to watch the second one; it's it can still stand alone because they don't start figuring out what had happened in the town until later on in the movie, and they explain it as they go along. So, I mean, it's it's. I was very entertained, and I'm thinking her mother was somebody that I recognized too. Let me see. I gotta pull it back up. On in an answer to your question, the craft legacy is currently on Stars, according to Google.
1: But I want to go on mm-hmm. Stars. Is Stars is through Paramount um, Plus?
0: No, Stars
1: is its own. I was thinking you had to go through one app to get to that or something. So. Oh, I, I can't remember what. So.
0: I guess Michelle Monaghan was her mother. I'm not. I don't know. I was thinking it was the one from Gilmore Girls, but she's not listed on here. So, But I, like I said, I thought the story for The Craft Legacy was really well done. I enjoyed this, this movie quite a bit. acting was good I don't get why people have disliked it so much but of course there's also the whole deal of you're coming off of this fantastic first movie that's still not gotten the greatest reviews but it was a fantastic film it basically was the reason a very successful tv series was created and they proved that by using the song from the the craft
1: soundtrack in the title opening i am the sun i am the air the soundtrack for the craft
0: is fantastic it's
1: the whole it is, thing
0: actually. part of my playlist for halloween it is fantastic like you have like liz fairs on there um matthew sweet uh our lady peace uh, I can't remember who all else, but "Love Spit Love" did the "How How Soon Is Now," and I mean, it was, I've told you for years to watch this movie. You didn't listen. You finally watched it, and again, you found out I was right.
1: Um, See, if have you seen Practical? More, have you seen Practical Magic? Yes, I have. Saw it in the theaters. I've not seen that one either. That's a really good one. That one I don't have. I've really got it on San- But I love Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. I love them. It also has Diane Weist in it too. Yep, or Weist or whatever. I love Diane Weist as well. So anyway, so what's up next? What are we reviewing? What's up, what's going on? Well, we didn't really finish the craft because oh, what'd you watch it again? Oh, yeah. I, I want to watch it again. I already said that. I need to watch it again because there's a lot of details.
0: I have watched it again, and like I said, I really enjoyed The um, the Craft Legacy, and I will watch that one again. I thought, it, like I said, I think it's uh, very underrated. I've really enjoyed it. And that brings us to the Nun 2. IMDB with 43,000 votes has 5.7 out of 10 Rotten Tomatoes, The Tomato Meter with 132 reviews, 52%. The audience score over 1,000. Verified ratings, 73%. So, again, a horror movie. Surprise, surprise. The critics don't like it as much as the people watching. What did you think, Paul?
1: I liked it pretty good. Um, I think it had kind of had a slow start for me at the very beginning. Um it, it really didn't get into it until, I would say, probably about halfway point, And then it started getting, you started thinking, you know, what they keep showing this gardener for, you know, what's up with him. And then you figure out, okay, I'm not going to tell you, but the gardener does have a main point in this. I'm like, uh, I didn't see that coming. So that was a little bit of irony there um how his character brought uh, i can't say much about that god i can't say much about it anyways at the very end of the movie i was yeah, yeah it got me i was i was scared in several parts because i believe in that supernatural shit. i believe in ghosts can come and attack your ass um yes i highly believe in all that so um if you've ever lived in a haunted house i have i've lived in several of them and had shit happen to me and had shit happen to the people that was inside of them and especially when you're in a group setting and shit happens right before your eyes the shit's real (laughs) so yeah watching that it the creep factor went even higher for me uh I enjoyed the movie. Thank God I did not watch it by myself. I did have two other friends in the room with me because <laughs> there's no way I'd watch this by myself. No, 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 no. But um, is it rewatchable? Yeah, it is. And I need, right now, I need, I want to go back and rewatch the original Nun to see how it spun off to this one so I can understand that more. What'd you think?
0: I really enjoyed it.
1: Uh, I <clears> thought it very
0: worthy sequel, and honestly, I thought this one was probably more entertaining than the original for me personally.
1: See, it's been so long since I've seen the original; I really can't remember the original. I wanted to go back and watch it. I I
0: enjoyed the original, but I thought this one had a better story and brought me into it more. It made me feel like the nun was more of a threat this time, I guess.
1: Yeah, she was a bad bitch in this movie. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I would definitely watch it again. It's hard to believe, looking at this, Bonnie Aarons, the demon nun, and seeing her face, and she's the one that played in it, played the nun. And that's just creepy. But, um, yeah, it's streaming on Max right now for free. Well, not for Um, free. You have to have a subscription. Well, I mean, if you can watch the Max, you're going to have to have a description to watch Max. I mean, period. Yeah, but the but I'm saying gets, you I'm saying that you don't have to pay to watch it on Max.
0: It gets confusing because
1: you you don't have to pay for
0: like Voodoo, Plex, and, and Pluto and Roku channels. Um,
1: I do. I see down here um, it says top rated horror movies for 2023. I do want to see that the Pope's Exorcist. But I've heard so many people talk about it that it sucks. So um, I'm kind of on a fence about wanting to see that one. I, I didn't want have any real desire to watch it.
0: But when it comes to Exorcist films, I'm not overly thrilled to begin with. Like Everybody talks about how scary the original Exorcist was. And I literally laughed
1: through it. The, like, original, the original Exorcist freaked me up for a long time.
0: We, it was me and a group of friends went to the theater to see The Exorcist, the version you've never seen, which any version would have been the version I had never seen because I'd never seen it prior to that. And one of my friends, Jill and I, we were making fun of the movie. We were laughing through the whole thing. like, but We were laughing at what was going on on the screen, the worst of which... Was her cigarette. Reagan's mother kept having a cigarette and a lighter. And she would yeah. put a cigarette in her mouth and light the lighter, take the cigarette out of her mouth and unlike the lighter and not smoke cigarette continuously through the film, like the whole way until there's one scene she's on the street talking to the younger priest and she's actually smoking throws the cigarette down, stamps it out, like you see this, and then the very next shot of her, she's got a half-burnt cigarette in her hand. Like, her cigarette was just terrible editing. Horrible. Now, I've been,
1: have you been to D.C.?
0: Once, many years ago.
1: Did you go to Georgetown?
0: Uh, I was in Georgetown, but I didn't really, like, it was when, when I went to see Jeff there, and he was living in Georgetown and he drove me. So I,
1: I remember going to the Smithsonian, but this was almost thirty years ago. So Well see was Georgetown is where they filmed that film the Exorcist at. So um And I'm wanting to say he might have shown me the stairs there. Yes. They they have the stairs and they're still there where the priest tumbled down them. And that was super creepy seeing that. <laughs>
0: I, I think he showed me that. Cannot swear to it. Like I said, it's been almost 30 years. It was 1994.
1: Yeah, I saw that and I did not want to. I, I was like, mm, okay, we need to get out of here. So,
0: yeah, and We went to the Arlington National Cemetery and it was just after Jackie O had died. So we couldn't really get to her grave because it was such a massive line. We went through Arlington, we went to the, the mall with the reflecting pool and the Lincoln Memorial, of course, and the Washington Monument. We didn't go into the Washington Monument, but I was young. I didn't really know all the history of stuff. And, like, I would appreciate yeah, I it was, more now than I did then.
1: Yeah, I was um, seeing a guy from D.C. Um, back several years ago, and I've been to D.C. God, dozens of times, I think. And uh, he showed me so much stuff around DC. Um, I really appreciate him doing that. Um, so but anyways, The Nun the Nun 2, definitely uh, rewatchable. Um, I probably won't watch it until next Halloween because <laughs> it's that bad. When he's got all <laughs> the lights on, 50 people in the house. That's right. I have a crucifix. On, well, I have a crucifix around my neck now, but uh, I'll probably have one wrapped around my whole body at that the point. The crucifix so. that goes... And
0: turns upside down. No,
1: it won't do that. Hopefully, so. You had that too. I gotta show you right quick. Well, show
0: me, but fire-
1: the people listening can't see it, so. I had the fireplace going and the snow Christmas scene. Oh, look at the little train going! Look. It's yeah, like... <laughs> he, you know, uh, All you
0: people out there in podcast land that can't see anything that he's talking about.
1: I have on Dishscapes, and it has the Christmas scene on Dishscapes right now. It's the train going across the trellis, and it's snowing. And I have my fireplace going on below it. So, anyways, what do we talk about next?
0: Oh, that was it.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: And, um... Pulling up the titles I told you, because I found some some titles to watch for next time. Uh, these are the ones I want to review. I don't know if you'll come up with anything, but A Haunting in Venice premiered on Hulu. You know, we, we pretty much agreed. Murder on Ooh. the Orient Express was okay. It wasn't that great. Death on the Nile was fantastic. So, Haunting in Venice is the next one in the series. So, I wanted to do that one, because I figured you'd want to watch it. Pain Hustlers, I have to watch because it has Chris Evans, who I wouldn't necessarily have to watch, but it has Catherine O'Hara in it, and I love me some Catherine O'Hara. And then of that one's on Netflix. Hunting and Venice is on Hulu. Net- Pain Hustlers is on Netflix, and there's a new World War II series on Netflix. Four episodes. All the light we cannot see. So those are what I want to do for the next time. Since we have a week and a half,
1: two weeks. You just send that over to me, so i know. I did.
0: So. I was reading
1: it from the text I sent to you. Oh, so okay. I'll I'll relook at it. Now,
0: just go back from before I sent you the pictures today from the, the merchandise. You didn't even bother to go get.
1: Uh, do you know how much Hocus Pocus stuff I have?
0: Hey, can you ever have too much?
1: Because I I'll can't have too much post, Wonder Woman. I'll probably post it on that Hocus Pocus group I, I'm a member of, so where they can find their stuff for sale at. Yeah,
0: it was it was the last day of the Spirit Halloween store today, and I was in there, and I got some good stuff. They had uh, the Beetlejuice stuff it was I got a few things of it. Because when I went earlier this year, they didn't have all that stuff. Like they had the. The one I can't remember her name, but she was the the caseworker secretary. The the beauty queen. She when the Maitlands go to the caseworker, and it's the woman who had gotten her throat slit. And the smoke came out. Oh yeah, woman, yeah yeah yeah. The, I the one who the beauty queen was the secretary there yeah. at the desk. They had her. Her head was a door knocker, which was 30 bucks half off, which I didn't get that one because I found a small $10 one that you can sit on the counter or table or something, which I would prefer because I don't want to put up the door knocker. So I got the one that is the the tabletop. It was $10 before the discount or and then $5 after. And they had... What else did I get? They had the, the bowl with the hand from, yeah. uh, from the, the dinner scene where the, the shrimp comes out as a hand. They had that candy dish, and I got some other things, too. I don't remember. Let me see. I already had the one thing new. Oh, it was the Dante's Inferno room for the countertop. That was on there. We had and then the the little sign that I got when I was in there before. But that's that's what I was talking about. The door knocker that was thirty bucks. Oh yeah, I remember her. We had one of my friends kept posting that it was the fifty percent off sale, and I went and got it. So they had some good stuff left. I was surprised at the selection of a lot of the stuff they had tons of costumes. I didn't buy any costumes, but they had tons of costumes
1: in there. I wish I would have remembered to go over there because I would love to have had the Emily Binks thing. Yeah, so. Maybe you can find that's it okay. on, I'll see if, on the website. That's what I want to do is I'll see if I can find it online tonight. Good.
0: And then I went to Hot Topic and they had their clearance section. I found little, just little, probably two-inch snow globes of Mickey and Minnie. It was the ball over a pumpkin, and Mickey and Minnie were in there. They were marked clearance for $5, and it was buy one, get one free. So it was $5 for both of them.
1: Wow, you can't beat that.
0: And they had two Barry Allen Funko Pops, but I didn't want to get them with the Mickey and Minnie, because I was like, Mickey and Minnie would be the free items, and the Funko Pops would be the 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 charge and they were ten dollars, whereas Mickey and Minnie were five. So yeah. I decided to go against them. But that's that's it. Do you have any final words?
1: Uh, shots, uh they're they're doing flu and uh, what is it? The three shots, Chris. The flu, I got a
0: flu shot earlier this in October, and then last. The Monday before Halloween I
1: got the covid shot. Flu pneumonia and covid, yeah, that's what they're doing.
0: And anybody out there I highly suggest don't get the shots together, spread them out. Cuz I got the flu shot and I intentionally waited to get the the covid shot. And I was glad I did. I ended up being I didn't feel like sick or anything, but I, I ended up getting congestion, runny nose and just a feeling of being run down. For quite a bit of the day Tuesday
1: after I got the shot, did you so, get the Moderna? Yes, I my dad back. got the Moderna. The, it's his first time getting the Moderna shot this past week, and he said it kicked his ass. <laughs>
0: it it was it was rougher, but like I said, I don't know if it was the shot or not. But I Moderna, I never got COVID even being around it. The Pfizer shot. I got it, and within days I was exposed, and I don't know if it got full effects or not, but then I got COVID again a second time
1: in August, so twice since yeah, I had none on Moderna, so I went back to Moderna. Yeah, I'm going to do Moderna this time, so. Alrighty.
0: So, it's hunting in Venice, definitely, and hopefully the pain hustlers and the oh, like can't ever remember the title of that show all the light we cannot see for next week so until then goodbye everybody
1: goodbye oh, i have to go use the bathroom i was like uh oh. so i got a little flat case of the ria going on yeah. All right, Chris, will you have a good night? See you later. Talk to you later.